0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another thrilling episode of Giant Cocktails Happy Hour, the podcast where spirits rise, and so does the banter. I'm your effervescent announcer, ready to shake things up. In the left corner, wearing a shaker and a twist of lemon, it's the sultan of stir, the mixer of classics, the one and only Matthew Muddled Mint Henry. He's here to keep our cocktails straight and our spirits high with his trusty recipes and proven methods and in the right corner donning a cape made of cocktail napkins and a crown crafted from corks it's the grand admiral of grog the duke of dackeries the ceo of spirits sir benjamin barrel aged henry Ben is known far and wide for his audacious adventures into the uncharted territories of mixology, always ready to regale us with tales from the deep recesses of drink history. So grab your glass, fasten your seatbelts, and get ready for a ride through the wacky and wonderful world of cocktails with your hosts, the Steadfast Matthew, that's me, and the Sensational Sir Ben, that's him. It's giant cocktails happy hour and your happy hour starts now. How's it going, Sir Ben Grand Admiral of Grog, whatever. What I heard was CEO, and what I know about
1: CEOs is that like like 112% of them are all psychotic. <laughs> and I like that because that means that there's, you know, that just I can just behave however I want. I can just be ruthless. I can I can I can cut people from their jobs three weeks before the winter holidays and say it's a good thing and then go and spend lavishly on myself. This is actually my dream life. (laughs) This is my dream life. I I do have one question, though, because I was I was sort of distracted. Ever since that you said that you were standing in a corner wearing a shaker and a lemon peel, (laughs) A twist
0: of lemon yeah.
1: are you wearing anything else <laughs> is there is there anything else and i'm just i've got a cape in my and of course my trusty crown of of course <laughs> do i have anything else on uh, yes do i for, for
0: for everyone's sake yes we we, okay. Have, we have okay other well have to quote what qu- quote one of my favorite movies
1: do i <laughs> do i <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Well, ChatGPT, I, I think I'm going to have to spend some time kind of training it a little bit. It's getting a little <laughs> verbose. <laughs> it and, is. Uh, I was getting a little wordy. And, and, I enjoyed it. And, and you know, it's supposed to just give one honorific, and we're getting like three or four of them. And it's, yeah. I, I, I got to do a little bit behind-the-scenes work, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I, mean, I guess. I mean, I kind of enjoyed it. I thought the more, the better. Yeah. The more, the better.
0: Well, before we get into the question that I usually start okay. off our episodes mm-hmm. with, I do want to address the fact that we are not in our closets Separate, Separated by miles, we are sitting across from a table from each other. That is right. Once again, in person. In person. And so the sound quality may be a little different. Uh, we could not both cram into uh, a closet today. So we're out in my main living area and maybe a little bit more cavernous than yeah, usual. Yeah, it could be a little
1: echoey. Especially with all my ranting and yelling. <laughs> That's right. um, yes, and uh, and the editing is going to be a little bit more overlapping because usually we record to two separate files. Yes, and then I actually modify it a little bit so that we're not talking over each other. That's usually my fault because I am I'm usually heckling you. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm going to have to tone that down. I'm going to tone that down a little bit during this episode, but just a little bit. So yes, the sound quality might be a little bit off. Hmm. Do you want to just jump into the question and just not talk about how our weeks went? I think of all the weeks to to, to, to not talk about our weeks, this might be the
0: week. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, you know, maybe maybe the question could help yeah, spark a little sure, bit of that. Sure. Sure. So. Agreed. If you had to move, mm. would you ask your brother to help you or would you hire movers? <laughs> well, that depends. Does my brother owe me? <laughs> <laughs> well, now he does. Okay. For sure. <laughs>
1: Uh, Well, you know what I might do is I might do both. I might hire movers and then also invite him over to help me move, but not tell him. And then when he got this confused look on his face, I'd be like, get in there, Henry, (laughs) and just make him work with the movers while I sat and watched him in my lawn chair in the middle of my soon to be empty living room drinking cocktails that's probably what I would do at this point. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah. I For those you probably figured out, Ben helped me move yesterday. <laughs> and today we are recuperating from the strenuous workout that we received yesterday. The, the biceps and the lower backs. Oh, and yeah. Even the rib cages are a little sore.
1: Folks, did you know there are muscles on the rib cage? Did you know that? Like I knew I had biceps. I don't have them anymore. I destroyed them yesterday. Because I haven't worked those out in I think a good When was college? (laughs) A while ago. (laughs) 20 years ago? No, more than that. I'm old. Anyway, my biceps did more yesterday. But you know what they you know why my biceps hurt so much, Matthew? Why? It's carrying boxes filled with all of your bottles of booze. I don't know if I was angry or proud or both or what, but that is where most of the strain and there were boxes and, and, and more
0: than that, there were boxes and boxes of booze. Well, when you do a podcast about booze, you should probably have uh, a good collection. You you do, you do, you come by it honestly. And it's, I do, because it has been a slow accumulation of bottles over the last three (laughs) years. So you know, you go out, you like, oh, Ooh. I want to try that or oh, I want to get that. And before right. you know it, you've got uh, what did we it was like 40 something
1: bottles of booze? I think so. And that was. It, yes, I think 40 is a good number. I didn't actually count them as I was being overwhelmed by them. But I, what I enjoyed, though, is it was kind of like an archaeological dig mm. because I could trace the history of your purchasing. Yeah, you know, and I ha- I do have to say that I'm glad that the bottles that were at the back were the plastic ones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I can definitely see that the, the history of your taste as and 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 your as your education has improved. So has your your uh, what do you call it?
0: I don't know. You classy now? Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Well. <laughs> In my defense, uh, your when you're taste. starting out and the recipe says dark rum, you know, mm-hmm. then you go to the liquor store and the only one that says dark rum on the bottle is plastic. Is the Myers. The, yeah. The Myers it's the plastic. Right. Myers. And so that's what I got. <laughs> you know, I was trying to be true to the recipe.
1: Well, and then and then I did see a bottle of Captain Morgan's, which is which is spiced rum, but I could see how that, you know, that was probably the next step up. But then up from that, you know, yeah, and the bottle that was used the most, and I Oh, no, I didn't quite use it up all last night as I was experimenting, but it was a much, much better, nicer bottle. So so that was fun. Uh, I think that was the only fun part. (laughs) That was the only fun part
0: of the moving. Yeah. 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 Yeah, The cocktails at the end, I think, were were those were fun. fun. Yeah, Yeah. those were fun. So. All right. Well, yeah. So moving and all that, that's been my week getting relocated. And that's always fun. But it's settled down. We actually are sitting in a place that resembles a a dwelling that's that's right. that someone is living in. That's so right. And
1: good. we've even turned it into a temporary podcast studio by putting blankets on the walls. <laughs> we'll see how much that helps. <laughs>
0: Probably not much. All right. Well, you know what time it is. Is it that time? I I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You don't sound so enthused. (laughs) Oh, well, it's time for tip Tip of the the day. day! Tip of the day, Ben. Tip of the day. So uh, one of the things that we were experimenting with today, where I have moved into uh, the refrigerator doesn't have an ice maker. No. And I had to purchase a, a countertop ice maker. Yeah. Which that little sucker, man, pumps out these little pellet, these little bullet shaped cubes pretty quickly. Yeah, pretty fast. It is we, a pretty. I'm,
1: pr- I'm, I'm proud of that little guy.
0: Yeah, we yeah. were able to accumulate quite a bit of ice in a short mm-hmm. amount of time. Uh-huh. And that was really helpful. But it got us thinking about, like, you know, all things ice. And uh, so, Ben, what, what, what would be a good tip as it
1: relates to ice? I think the most important tip. That I have learned over time by watching other people is that a lot of beginners or people who are just getting started in the craft, which is the same thing I know, uh, is they don't put enough ice apparently in their shaker when they're making the ice. When they're making the cocktail. Sorry, when they're making the cocktail. And and that is. That's a big deal. And I can see how it happens, right? Because you have your ice in the ice tray. You only have so many ice trays. You want to put ice maybe in your cocktail. And then you also have to shake with the cocktail. And maybe you're making two or three cocktails and and you're running low on ice. So apparently people don't put enough ice in their shaker. And I'm here to tell you, you got to put enough ice in your shaker.
0: And that really is, it's a lot of ice. Yeah, generally on the Boston shaker, you have the large tin and the small tin. I usually build my cocktail in the large one, mm. and then I fill the small one yeah. almost to the top. Yeah, yeah, and that's pretty much right. Now, if you're,
1: if you're using like a pint glass as the smaller portion of your Boston shaker, and if you're not using a pint glass, that other tin is usually called the cheater tin. If you're using a pint glass, you're going to maybe fill it about three quarters of the way with ice, and then that is enough ice. The, the cool sciencey thing about that, though, is you don't actually have to measure. It doesn't have to be exact because you can tell how much water has diluted into your cocktail based on the feel of the shaker when you're shaking it. So, as long as it reaches that appropriate chill point, that means you've diluted to the correct amount because it gets colder as you dilute more water
0: into it. You can feel that on the shaker. Correct. Got correct. The frost that builds up on the outside. Right. That side. And
1: it's getting colder because you're putting more cold water into it. And, and so, yeah, about 10 to 12 seconds, getting that feel to where it's almost uncomfortable to hold, that's appropriately chilled. Below freezing, by the way, that temperature. Because the alcohol actually lowers the freezing point. And so uh-huh. your cocktail at that point is colder than ice. But yeah, so so that's the main thing that I would say. Uh, on top of that, though, is that when you're working with your ice, you should use dry ice. And I don't mean dry ice like the, you know.
0: The stuff that steams up when you Yeah, brown.
1: yeah, whatever. It's not made out of water. That stuff should be nowhere near your mouth, by the way. That's dangerous. The but but the ice itself should be dry on the surface when you start working with it, because if it's slick or shiny or wet, that means it's already starting to melt and it's going to over dilute your cocktail when you shake it. Mm -hmm. And this also means, unfortunately, that you should not be reusing ice in your shaker, even if you're going to make the same kind of cocktail in that shaker, you need to start with fresh ice all over again. And this is why you need to have a lot of ice if you're going to make serious cocktails. So, you know, be prepared. Have a good source of ice. And that's my tip of the day. Have enough ice. And it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's like trays and trays worth. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, you know, if you're getting into this and want to you know, really be devoted to the craft, I guess you should probably come up with an ice solution, whether it's an ice making machine or... Or has separate freezer where you can mm-hmm. put ice in, you know. All those are our options. So just make sure you have enough ice. And, that's right. Uh, and I know it's a challenge for some of us. So, but really, really important. Okay. Well, good tip then. Yeah. Like good this. tip. Good tip. Thank you. I I've been I've been rocking
1: it. I've been rocking these tips. You have been. Yeah. Yeah. Which well,
0: is good because my brain has been mush and I haven't been. Able yeah, to think that's, of any. Fair. that's fair. It's very. You know, you're going through one of the most stressful events. You know, moving. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So now, now maybe my brain will come back, and I'll be able to. That's right. Oh, don't count on it, though. Don't no. Yeah. When well, I'm not counting. On it. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it's time to talk about cocktails. Uh, I think I'm going first today. Yeah. So I'm drinking a cocktail that I am calling Forty Three Bananas. <laughs> wow, that's uh, a lot of bananas. It's a lot of bananas, and this is a adaptation of a cocktail recipe that I found online called Without Faculty, which was a fine cocktail in its own right. Mm-hmm. But I just swapped out one of the liqueurs for another. And so I'll, I'll tell you what's in the cocktail and then we can talk about that. So 43 Bananas has two ounces of bourbon, a half ounce of banana liqueur, a half ounce of Liqueur 43 or liqueur 43, three-quarter ounces of lemon juice, and three drops of bitters. Uh So you're going to take the bourbon, the liqueur, the liqueur 43, and the lemon juice, and you're going to put them all into a cocktail shaker with the appropriate amount of ice. Correct. And you're going to shake that sucker for about 10 to 12 seconds until it gets well chilled and diluted and feel the frostiness on the outside of your shaker. And then you're gonna sh- you're gonna strain that into a rocks glass with fresh ice, and you're gonna then add three drops of bitters. Now the without faculty has that require it asks for tiki bitters, which is a very specific bitters that I think only like one company makes. So you're probably not going to have that. I just use good old Angostura, and it was it was delicious. So so. You drop the three bitters on there, and voila, you have a 43 bananas. And I'm going to take a sip here, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Oh, that's good. So the the one that I should mention is that the original, the without faculty cocktail that I had mentioned earlier, it had ginger liqueur instead of the liqueur 43.
1: You got rid of the ginger?
0: I got rid of the ginger. Just because I was looking for something different, and actually, frankly, I've had this liqueur 43 Trace, liqueur for a little while now, and there's not a whole lot of like cocktails out there that call for it right. by name. It is sweet, it's, but its its main notes are vanilla, mm. so it's got this very vanilla forward f- flavor, and it's got some kind of Fruity undertones, I guess I'd say. It's got some citrus and fruit juices, kind of an undertone underneath the the vanilla. And then there's definitely some other herbs and spices in there that, you know, who knows what those are. But overall, it is a delicious liqueur and and kind of fun to to play around with, especially the the vanilla. I I really like that, that flavor profile. So I see... Because we're directly across from each other, that you have the bottle of liqueur Quadrantaires in front of you.
1: Yeah. So I. So you were just talking about it. So I thought we would just crack it out and, and just see what it tastes like. And I figured, yes, yeah, since I, since I'm here, I can taste it myself. Yeah. And. Yeah, very vanilla y on the nose, and yeah, it's like a vanilla syrup but there is this extra like kind of like tang to it it's very sweet very very sweet you know what finally i don't know is this an aperitif is this just but finally like you know what this is the counter to all the bitter bombs coming out of italy (laughs) i really like this a lot you know what i wish though matthew is i wish i could taste your cocktail oh wait i
0: can (laughs) yes by all means go ahead and take a sip
1: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm okay Yeah, I mean, that liqueur, that is very sweet. And so I think it balances or it plays really well with the bourbon itself, right? Because bourbon has a very sweet profile. It also has some vanilla notes. Right, exactly. But bourbon itself is not sweet, right? It implies sweetness is kind of how I think about it. And so I think they play well together. I'm hurt that you took out the ginger because I'm on this ginger kick, as we know. I see that you could not help yourself, though. You had to have the Banana de Brazil liqueur, which you promised to give me for Christmas, but instead you've given me sore muscles. So thank you for that. No, this is a really interesting, this is a really good refreshing cocktail, first of all. It's kind of a, you know, I mean, it's it's basically a whiskey sour, but the Banana liqueur and the Liqueur 43, just give it a lot and, and the bitters as well just give it a lot of body and and it's but it, it comes off as being very very refreshing very light i like this one yeah
0: me too mm-hmm. and and i will say that, you know the, the with the ginger instead of the liqueur quite a trace because i know probably less people will have the liqueur quite a yeah. bit trace and they would have the uh, sure. the ginger liqueur both are excellent cocktails and ha are and have really similar profiles of course you know with The ginger just adds a little bit of zing to it rather than the the core 43 is is I think that vanilla really kind of mellows it a little bit more than the other. Yeah, this is a nice sipper.
1: It's a nice sit down on your couch and watch your football team dominate in the playoffs kind of cocktail, right? Take your mind off the fact that maybe your baseball team hasn't really done enough to make you hopeful for the summer so you can get a little artificial summer warmth out of this cocktail I I really like the the, the I really like this one a lot I, I'm really liking this this licor 43 43 is
0: it maybe that is actually what it says on the bottle later, it does because right? it's Spanish 43 yes did you Spain. say it was Spanish It is yeah. from Spain it's called 43 liqueur 43 <laughs> And I assume that the forty three has to do with like all the stuff that's in it, right? There's like probably forty-three herbs. I and see. It's like Dr. Botanicals. Pepper. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Secret family recipe.
1: It's like Colonel Sanders' chicken or or the Dr. Pepper recipe.
0: And I and I got the the three hundred and seventy-five milliliter bottle. So, you know, that, that's which all, is, you which need, is all you would need, That's all you would need. Yes. You do you do not anything bigger than that. So Definitely, they do have those out there. And if you wanted to go and, and try it, it is definitely something that, you know, you could utilize in, in some fun ways. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think before you get into yours, I just mm-hmm. probably should describe just kind of the flavor profile. Of the sure, drink you should. Yes. And it is, a, as you mentioned, it's a whiskey sour at heart, right? So mm-hmm. definitely has that bourbon with the uh, with the with the, the citrus kind of acidity on the back of your throat, but then the, the banana and the, the vanilla both kind of just mellow it out. And it's a very drinkable drink that just kind of is very pleasant. It's not overly sweet, but it is, you know, it does skew on the sweeter side. And I think it's a well-balanced drink that... Actually, it just goes down really quickly. You're right. You could just sit in front of uh, the TV and watch whatever you want and just sip on it. And it would be an excellent, excellent cocktail. It's a nice sipper. It really is. It's a very relaxing kind of cocktail.
1: And you don't have to think about it too much. You don't have to pretend that you like it like when you're drinking one of these millennial bitter bombs. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Am I already drunk? No. I'm just, okay. I'm just high. I'm just high on life. I'm excited that we're here face to face and it's, you know, I just, I just, I got to invent a cocktail last night out of 40 different bottles that weren't mine. And, and that's why I'm, that's why I'm going after sorority girls and millennials, which in my mind, kind of the same thing. And I just defended both of them. Although there must be millennial sorority girls. Absolutely. What are those like? So Ben. (laughs) nice to know that I'm the same in
0: person. (laughs) I mean, you know me. (laughs) What are you drinking today?
1: (laughs) Well, thank you for asking, Matthew. Today, I am drinking a cocktail that I am calling Dram Good. (laughs) And that's because it is Dram Good. And that's also because... It has Drambuie in it because you have Drambuie in your bar. Another one of those liqueurs uh, another, that I thought yeah. that
0: I would try. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I was fascinated by it. I was like, this is amazing. I, I have to try this out. I have to make a cocktail out of it. And so, you know, I went out on the internet. I did some research. And, you know, I might have used some artificial intelligence to give me some some ideas those ideas were crazy, so I didn't do everything that they said, but I was inspired by some of that. But you know what I ended up doing? I ended up making a cocktail that looks almost identically like yours. <laughs> like, in color, they're exactly the same. Yeah, they are. And that is because they are both bourbon sours, right? Yeah, okay, right. so so let me talk about what's in the dram good before I go into what inspired me and, and what I like about it. It calls for one and a half ounces of bourbon. Half an ounce of drambuie, a quarter ounce of Falernum, a callback to my tiki days. Yeah. And then half an ounce of lemon juice, as well as three sprays from an atomizer of absinthe. And the way that you make it is the first thing that you do is you prepare a rocks glass, put ice into it, and then you spray that ice with like three to four spritzes of absinthe. If you really like absinthe, you know, go hog wild, you know, maybe five sprays, maybe 10 sprays, maybe take a shower in it. I don't know, but like you do you, but I did three sprays. Then I take the, I combine all the rest of the ingredients, the bourbon, the drambuie, the flurum, and the lemon juice. And I put that into a shaker with ice and I shake that until it's chilled 10 to 12 seconds. Or as I said, in the tip, until it feels almost uncomfortable to hold in your hand. And then I double strain that back into the prepared rocks glass. And I garnished mine with a lemon peel because I felt like it needed a garnish and I didn't know what else to do because what would you do? Honeycomb? (laughs) Ooh, that would be good. That would be good. Honeycomb is an edible thing, right? Yeah. Garnishes. I like garnishes that are edible. Honeycomb is totally edible. You know, beeswax is edible but then it would drip down the sides. I don't know. Your listener, you would have to figure that out if you were to use honeycomb. Maybe you just put it in there. Just dump it in. Dump it in. Mm, that is interesting. Mm. That kind of changes the cocktail. But anyway, all right. And you know what, folks? This is so darn good, it's almost gone. I, I thought about maybe making another one live on the show, but I realized you guys have already heard that like, like two weeks ago. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're together. I could make it. And I'm like, I don't know why we have to be together to do that. And then I realized, oh, you've already done that. You literally made up your cocktail on the air when you made the 2023. That's right. Right. So anyway, this cocktail.
0: I'm going to try a little bit myself here. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's nice bourbony oh. and tart. It's got the lemony hints of the drambouille. It's got the, the, the hints of the absinthe. The absinthe is not overpowering, but it, it gives it a little depth and color because... Everything else in this cocktail was just all kind of pulling in the same direction. Although I will say the Falernum, the Falernum does add a little bit of spice. And of course, the lemon juice is adding the tartness. But if you wanted to like what I really like about this particular selection of ingredients is that you can go heavier on the Falernum or you could go heavier on the absinthe to really strike and pull out on those notes, Right. Because the bourbon, the drambuie, and the lemon juice are kind of all pulling in the same direction, in my in my opinion, and that is just sort of the I, I, those are that, they all have good balance because I think that is very much a traditional whiskey sour or a bourbon sour, right, where the drambuie is playing the role of the of the simple syrup. So even though lemon juice, I wouldn't consider to be sweet. When balanced against the falernum and the absinthe, it feels very much like those are the trio that know each other, right? Mm-hmm. And the and the falernum and the absinthe are the two outsiders, like coming into the party. And you're like, "Oh, who are these new people?" <laughs> hmm, I'm gonna drink it again. I really like this one.
0: I do too. I you know, it, it's so unique to be able to taste your cocktail, you right? Know, uh, mm-hmm. And what I really liked about it was, you know, you do get that honey kind of undertones from the drambuie. The falernum offers this wonderful kind of spice, and just, but it's not prominent. It's there. If you and mm-hmm. and then and then the absinthe with the 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 anise kind of like flavor, is so subtle, but it's on the back of your palate as you're mm-hmm. drinking and. Just all those combined, you wouldn't think that they would go well together, but they just blend so nicely. It's so good. It's gone. It's empty. <laughs> it's
1: empty. M-sad. Oh. Dram good
0: M-sad. Well, the good news is that we're almost done with the episode. Oh. <laughs> and that you'll get to make another one.
1: Hey, that's right, because <laughs> because we're going to record the baseball podcast after this.
0: I think what's interesting about both of our cocktails If I can tie it together is that they're both like, you know, bourbon sours at heart, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and what's interesting about you, you add these different liqueurs and all of a sudden you have a very different cocktail. And, and so I think if you're at home and you are trying to kind of figure out maybe a cocktail that you would like to make, you could start with that basic sour kind of template of bourbon and lemon juice and instead of a simple syrup as the sweetener, you know, you could go the, the liqueur way. And you can blend your liqueurs like like Ben has with the uh, Falernum and the Drambuie, Or you could, you know, focus on one. Or And I blended the banana and the liqueur 43. And, you know, so you can add some sweetness to the cocktail using liqueurs that also happen to add a little bit of, of flavor that, you know, is unique. And and then you have a whole different cocktail that is not only uh, a tried and true template of a sour, but then gives you all these depth and and flavor profiles that maybe you had never even thought of before. So I think that's a really great way of getting to a different cocktail is just by you know playing around with these liqueurs and you know using them as your sweetener and your modifier for a traditional template like a sour. So. I think both of those are really good examples of that.
1: Well, there you have it, folks. The 43 Bananas and the Dram Good. If you liked either of these cocktails enough to try them yourselves, or maybe you made something better. it better not have Campari in it. Take a Scott, sponsored by Giant Cocktails, of it, or... Maybe just paint a word picture of it and send it to us on Instagram, the Twitter, formerly known as Twitter, Threads, or Mastodon. We love to interact with you all, and it really helps the show.
0: You know what else helps the show, Matthew? Leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast listener of your choice. Give us a great rating. Leave us a review, but also... Maybe tell a friend, tell some people about it, retweet some of our stuff on the platform formerly known as Twitter. You could do lots of things to help the show. So, yeah, do one of those. Do it right now.
1: That's right. And on that note, (laughs) we'll see you all next Monday when we'll be drinking these very same cocktails while I complain and Matthew raves about. Something, something. No, I mean, let's face it. Nothing will have happened then. <laughs> Blake Snell is still going to be a free agent. So is Jordan Montgomery. So is Matt Chapman. So is Bellinger, because Scott Boris is going to milk this stuff all the way. It's like, OK, wrong show. But that's no, this is leading to that show. <laughs> <sighs> all right. You're right, though. You're
0: right, though. And Until then, Matthew, cheers, my friend. <laughs> cheers, Ben. Bye, everybody. I
1: don't know what you know. It's it's all giant cocktails. Yeah, exactly. It's all to... giant. Co- it's all you know. Whatever. Whatever. Blame blame Farhan. Yeah, that's right. Blame. I was. You're right. I was going to blame Scott Boris. No. It's, it's not, not Boris's fault. No. You know, playing. he's got to play the game the way
0: it's been. Agent got
1: to do what agent got to do. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. He's his just...
0: job is to get the most money for his client. That's right. And, and it means playing Farhan.
1: That's right. Playing like morons. Like. Anyway, what I'm trying to say, folks, is goodbye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, Bottoms Up.
1: Hey, future Ben, is this easier or harder to edit?
0: (laughs) Definitely cutting that out. Where'd you go? Keep talking! Okay. Remember you can't cut out background noise. Shh.
1: You're making too much background noise. <laughs> I got I got it. I got the Licor forty three.
0: Booga. Booga. See ya.